everyone, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Today we are continuing our series on scary times and we're doing our deep dive into your 10 strategies from the Scary Times Success Manual. And today we are on number six. I really like this one because it reflects back on a concept that you've always had about what's in your possession. But number six is forget about the future and focus on today. So forget about the future, focus on today. What does that mean to you? Why is that so significant? Just to make it simple, Shannon, in terms of time, we have past, present, and future, but only the present actually exists. So people talk about their future sometimes as if it's a real place, and we talk, Mm -hmm. you know, about people who live in the future, and then there's an equal concept about people who live in the past. But actually, nobody that I know has ever spent a minute of their entire life anywhere except the present. So we have ideas, Mm -hmm. and one of the ideas is called future, and for that matter, there's another idea called the past, but we don't actually live there. What we do is that we have a way of organizing our memories, and some of the memories we call the past, and we have things that we imagine that we are expecting or we imagine things that we'd like to have and we call that the future but they're just ideas they're just like containers and we put certain kinds of thoughts in one of them we put other kinds but the only place where we actually exist where we can actually take action and i think that's the crucial thing there's only one place where we can actually take action and that's the present and you and i are in it right now and we're taking action right now So the whole notion, people talk about their future as if it's someplace they're going to get to, that's very different from today. But when they get there, they find out that today came with them. So what they thought was the future was actually today after today. So Uh so sometime after today. But when you get there, it's actually today with a different date on the calendar. I love that. So in other words, all we have is today. And we just have the present. Yeah. yeah. And so it sounds like people can really get lost in the future. And especially in scary times, like we're in right now, mm-hmm. people get very disrupted by that future idea changing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, probably more so than any time in my lifetime. I think that people's, what they were expecting in, let's say, January or February mm-hmm. of 2020 for the rest of their year. So, you know, they were saying, this is how 2020 is going to be. And I think probably more so than certainly any experience or circumstance that I can remember since 1940s, people's notion of the future has been disrupted. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is, it was just an idea when they were thinking about it in February and January, and it's just an idea now. But they're having time, they're having restrictions and limitations, which are encouraging them, inviting them to think about when we go back to a point after the scary times is over, when we can mingle again, when we can congregate and life kind of resembles what life used to resemble, going out to restaurants, going to movies, going to theaters, you know, traveling across Mm -hmm. borders, traveling in planes. 
then, you know, they'll be able to do certain things and they have time to think about the things that are going to be most important. But actually taking action on any of those things, it's only what you can take action on today. Uh But I know people who are so fixated on the future that they have a hard time actually being in the present. You know, I'm with them and you're talking to them and you can see their eyes are off Uh thinking about something else or they're checking their phone. They don't seem to have enough time in the present because so much of their thinking is directed towards a place which they're actually never going to be in. Or conversely, I've met people who are so impacted by something that happened in the past that they also have a hard time being in the present. They're devastated or they're still in a state of shock by something that happened before today. Mm -hmm. And it's affecting how they're actually not really being present in the present. Interesting. I mean, and this is probably more of a philosophical point, but it seems to me that, you know, if all of the rise of things like mindfulness and people's daily practices, it seems like people have been in the past, well, before this scary times, were struggling with being present, was struggling with just being in today. Would you say that from yeah, your experience? Yeah, I think it takes a lot of muscle to just be with the person you're actually with being fully engaged with the activity that you're fully engaged with. I think it takes a lot of muscle. There's a lot of pull and invitation to think that you're in the past or think you're in the future. And we have all sorts of technologies which try to simulate you know, mm-hmm. virtual reality, either directed towards future themes or yeah. virtual yeah. reality directed toward past themes. But you're not actually there. I mean... It's imaginary. There are tricks that they can use with technology to trick your brain into thinking that you're actually someplace. Uh But you actually aren't. You're actually right here. And what I find is a lot of people have become so habituated to this that it's very, very difficult for them to actually be in the present. And actually, one of their goals for the future, that sometime in the future, they're actually going to be present. (laughs) <laughs> I've heard those exact words, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that there's going to be a day in the future when all day in that day in the future, I'm actually where I am, ignoring the fact that they've got an opportunity to do that right now. It's always <laughs> some ability that they're going to get to in the future. And the truth is they don't have enough muscle. They don't have enough present muscle to actually enjoy any day that they have as being the present. They're always pulled backwards to some past event or they're pulled forward to past imagined event or pulled forward to some future imagined, but they're not in the present. Mm -hmm. Well, Dan, I really like it because in this episode, we're going to talk about you have some practices, you have some activities that people can do to really be present. So should we jump into those? Because I think they're pretty powerful. And it's great because at least in coach, you know, there's some practices, I call them, it's not my favorite word. There's some habits or, you know, daily routines that I find really helpful to get me. Processes, you know. Processes. I like that word better. Thank you. So let's kick in with our first activity that people can do, which is to plan positive achievements. So let's start talking about that one. Well, 
yesterday, when I was present on a different day, I was looking at my schedule for today, and I noticed that there's some regular things that I do. I get eight hours sleep, and first couple hours when I get up in the morning, there's meditation and there's exercise. And I don't have to have that in the calendar because I know I'm going to do that, and that's habitual, and I do it. But at the same time, I had a session with my cartoonist, Hamish McDonald, and that was basically a half hour from eight o'clock onward. And then I had to get ready for a Zoom call with participants from our Free Zone program from all over the world. We had one from India, one from Washington State, one who was from Oklahoma, but he was in California, and another client was from Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. So, you know, a big span and we spent about an hour, great conversation and that got recorded and those free zone participants who weren't there, they'll get a copy of it. So they are kept up to date. And then at 11 o'clock, I had a finish off of a interview that I did on Scary Times, but there had been a problem with the recording on strategy number nine and strategy 10. So we spent time going back over it and we used it because the first recording had been done three weeks ago and so we took an opportunity to build in the experiences that have happened since we did the first recording and terrific conversation and then at 1.30 there was in my calendar podcast with Shannon Waller on strategy six so we're right in the present we're actually doing what was in my calendar, but every day I construct my day with positive achievements. These are achievements that I can actually do and complete during that day. And uh, I notice I've gotten a lot better at it during scary times. Nothing really gets half completed. Everything gets completed that day. I mean, we're doing the whole series, but we're doing it one strategy at a time. And when we're finished, this will be finished. So What I really look for is during the day, things that have a beginning, a middle, and an end, but on that day, not carried over to tomorrow or some other date. And that's very, very important because that solid completions feels good. You feel very very present. I did this during today. And then a second thing is that all the messages that I send, I either communicate in person, and this is pretty close to in person, also emails. I make sure that the other person receiving the message is a positive impact, you know, what I've communicated. And I tend to be very positive. I tend to be very upbeat. I tend to be very, very complimentary to people during this time. So it would bother me a lot more during a day during scary times. It would bother me a lot more if I had left something negative and didn't correct it that day than it would during normal times. So let's talk about that for a moment, Dan. Why is it so critical in this point in time when people are scared? Why is it so important to leave that impression for you? Well, I think they're more alone with the experience. Okay. We'll have a screen full of people. Then last week I had our first Zoom workshops. Okay. They were two hours And Thursday afternoon, I had one with, if you include the team, strategic coach team, we had 51 
participants. Mm -hmm. And so you have the feeling of really being together, but in fact, each person is alone in their home, usually, mm -hmm. in some sort of home setting. And I think that negative things where they feel out of communication with someone or something negative was said or, you know, it was a criticism, it was a complaint or anything, and then it wasn't completed and the person will think about that. And just my experience from having been on the receiving end of that, at times in my life where I was on the receiving end of a complaint or a criticism, and then I was left alone with that. I know it has a very de-energizing. You lose energy, you lose confidence and everything else. So I'm really especially careful that I don't say anything or write anything that's going to be leave a negative impact on the other side. So much more so than during normal time. <laughs> well, I think it's powerful that you put it that way because especially with our team and with clients, it's like we need to focus everyone's energy and attention and confidence and creativity on moving ahead. And I think being sensitive to how it's easy to diminish that, mm -hmm. not even always on purpose, but you're very consciously making it a positive experience. So which is kind of neat because then people actually look forward to opening your emails or to talking to you. Yeah, generally I'm good news. <laughs> what a yeah, great way to put generally that. Generally if you're hearing from Dan, it's gonna be good news, it's gonna be positive. You know, and the whole point is not to fall off from that when you do go back. I mean, this is a period where you can really improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited by all the improvements that are happening or going to happen. And you've got some great thinking tools for that, too. Mm -hmm. Dan, the next one is one of probably my favorites and the ones, one that I do the best, and that is to measure positive progress. So let's talk about the significance of this, because you have always been a massive proponent of making sure that people track, especially and write down their progress. So let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, and this really goes to the goal of creating the future today. Mm -hmm. And that is that I've got three things under my belt so far today. Here we are, we're, it's early afternoon, and three really great things have been achieved on the work level in one housekeeping issue, you know, having to do, we, most of the dry cleaners are closed. Right. But over the weekend, I found a dry cleaner that's open, and this afternoon, dry cleaning is going to go. And I was wondering two, about dry cleaners, two, actually. Two days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll give you the inside scoop after, I'm not going <laughs> to. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> secrets are not secrets. <laughs> if you put them on Zoom, they're not secrets. True. Okay. Yeah, and so I got that handled, so I'll take care of the uh, pickup and delivery, and that's really, really great. Anyway, so I'm feeling very, very positive, like halfway through this day, I've already gotten a lot of things measurably done and real progress, and I feel really terrific about that. And counting your wins. I always do this on a daily basis, and I wait until the evening and then I go back and I review what got finished that was measurable progress. But I find I'm doing it on the run. So mm -hmm. once I do something, then I stop and I said, there's one, got a block done, we got something done. And I go on the basis that nobody else is responsible for my sense of confidence, no one else is responsible for my 
sense of achievement except me. So one thing is, well, if you're responsible, then be responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And there's something also, it changes your brain when you do this for a period of time. Like I know that I'm so much in the habit of writing down my positive focus every single day, and this is usually what we call it, so you're tracking your progress, that you start to set up your day and you start to pay attention to those things. Mm -hmm. so you set up your day so that you can get, as you said at the beginning, those completed things. Like you set it up in chunks so you can actually get something finished. And then you also start looking for those things. You wrote in your preparation document for this, your brain bypasses and transforms negative stuff. And I think that's really true when you get into the habit of thinking this way, you just get in this pattern of making progress and tracking it and planning your next progress. And so it never feels like you're not winning, which is a pretty yeah. fabulous feeling to have. Yeah. And it's interesting over the years, not during this particular period, but people have accused me of only looking at the positive things. They said, well, Dan, that's not reality. And I said, well, I don't know. Reality is what you create that's real, you know, for me. And I don't hold you at all responsible for making my life positive. I said, you're completely free for your mm -hmm. entire life. You have no obligation. You have no duty to make my life positive. And the thing is, I have to say that to everybody else, too, that there's nobody in my life that's responsible. And I said, well, who's left over who can actually do this? I said, well, I guess it's me. I'm, I'm going to have to make my whole life positive. You know, it's really interesting when you get into a conversation about this, because in some cases, it's brought up an issue. They wish there was someone who would take responsibility for their okay. happiness. And they're kind of angry about that. And that's one of the negative things in their life. One of the biggest negatives in their life is no one else is taking responsibility for making their life positive. And I said, you know, one of these days, you're going to be in a room having a conversation with yourself, you know. <laughs> you know, these seem like very obvious things. But I know people who are severely addicted to things that they use to prevent having to come to grips with the fact that they're 100% responsible for the positive or negative aspects in their life. And one of the things is my environment, you know, and I make a big deal that things should be clean, things should be neat, things should be orderly. And I call myself during this period, I'm the cottage guy because we know Shannon, because in cottage land, we live about 10 minutes walk from each other. Mm -hmm. But when I go to the cottage, I do the laundry, I do the dishes, I make sure things are swept and everything like that. And Babs takes responsible for everything related to food and to eating. So we have a division of labor. But in the city, we have housekeepers and, you know, we have caterer who provides the food. But wherever there's a gap, you know, just because of circumstances today, I fill in the gap. I take responsibility for that. And I feel very positive about that, that things should look good. Things should make you feel good. And this physical circumstances and just how Babs and I interact with each other, I always make sure that it's positive. I mean, you almost have like an alter ego, which is kind of fun that you can step into and you can bring them back to the city <laughs> when you need to. Well, it's a role, you know, it, I mean, yeah. it's a role that is crucial in another mm -hmm. place, but 
during normal times, it would not be crucial for me to play that role here. But guess what? The country has visited the city in some aspects of our daily life there. So I'll bring the role that's appropriate for that change circumstance with me. Well, and I actually think that's a really cool model, Dan, is how do you take what's positive somewhere else and where you play a particular role? Like a lot of people are being, you know, homeschooling parents right now, and that's not a role that they would normally take on, but unless it's during certain occasions. So now it's interesting that some of those roles are coming together or you're finding them in a new place. And that's actually a really neat strategy. I really like that. Yeah. So just to recap, we've talked about planning positive achievements, sending positive messages, measuring positive progress, improving your positive environment. And your last point here, Dan, I really appreciate. It's expanding your positive network. Mm -hmm. And this is life-changing as far as I'm concerned. So let's talk about that for a moment. Well, we're very influenced by other people and the emotional state that other people are in. And this has been a lifetime goal because I grew up, you know, in circumstances where there was a lot of negativity. This was relatives. This was just where we lived and what was going on around us and everything like that. You know, and then I noticed really positive people who didn't seem to be influenced at all by the attitudes and the mindsets that were going on. What I came to out of that was that it was really a choice of what you paid attention to, okay? Mm. So this is a project that's 75 years in duration. And I would say that for the most part, unless it's accidental, I don't come into contact with negative people these days, okay? And when I do, I go into questioning mode with them. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, you know, how they're seeing things, how they would like to see things differently. And if they don't want to give that up, they immediately move off. They kind of say, well, you're not taking my difficulties seriously. You're not taking my trouble seriously. I don't think you're mm-hmm. really picking up on where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I either am or I'm not. But as long as you're here, I'm just going to ask you about how you're thinking about how you're feeling, how you're thinking Mm -hmm. about your difficulties. That's what I've learned that that's a form of protection. But fortunately, just because of our mutual work, Shannon, which is close to 30 years now, we get the joy and I think actually the privilege of virtually spending our entire work days surrounded by upbeat, confident, optimistic, ambitious people. I was just thinking this morning that I had four of them with Eleonora, who mm-hmm. is the manager of my Zoom calls with the Free Zone Frontier people. And when we got to the end, we discovered that the big impact of the scary times on these four entrepreneurs, that all of them had greatly expanded their ambitions from what they thought that they were going to be working on in 2020. They now have much higher ambitions quantitatively, bigger measurable results, qualitative, the type of activity that they're going to be involved in. And so their impact of being limited and restricted for a period of time was to actually go counter with their ambitions. So they have much bigger ambitions. And one of them is a brand new participant in Free Zone Frontier. And he said, I'm starting to get the picture that 
normal in the free zone frontier is unlimited ambition. And I said, that's a good pickup. Bingo. That's a good pickup. I said, yeah, "Yeah, that's a really good pickup. I said, no one's ever going to give you any problem on having greater ambition in the free zone frontier. And I was thinking about having that kind of surrounding me electronically now, but it's a really great thing. So all this that I put, these five things, you know, planning for positive achievement, sending positive messages, making sure that your messages land well, counting your positive progress as you go along, making sure every day the environment you're living in improves on the positive side. And then the other thing is that your network of humans, (laughs) the brains that you connect your brain to, that that's all positive too. And that's today. All this is happening today. So I don't have a need of a past that was more meaningful because there isn't any part of my past that's more meaningful today. And I don't need something in the future that will do for me then what I can do today. So I do have a future, but it's a shared future. In other words, it's not a, a secret future that I have. Well, someday I'll have a day that's like this. All my future plans are plans that I can say to you, I can say to anybody in Strategic Coach or to our team members in the company, what would you think about us doing this in the future? So my feeling is I don't have any future in my brain that wouldn't be the basis of conversation today, Mm. which is an important thing to realize. There's no secret future in Dan's head that couldn't be shared with anybody in Strategic Coach. Which is something I know to my very being that is true. And there's enormous confidence in that kind of There's clarity. no secret Dan. There's no secret no. Dan. No. no, which is very special. Yes, yeah, like what you see is what you get. Which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and what you get today, there's going to be more of it tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. The whole idea of taking 100% responsibility and that no one else is in charge of your past, your future, yourself, your positivity, and that today is really what you've got. So this makes total sense in terms of, you know, forget about the future, focus on today, because that's all we actually have. And then what I love about these five strategies and actions, this is how you can have it be a really great today, 24 hours. However well, and it's shared it. too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're sharing it here. So, yeah. and it's kind of interesting that I think entrepreneurism really supports these five Mm -hmm. present capabilities. I think being an entrepreneur really supports them because it is a shared existence. You're only a good entrepreneur to the degree that other people are receiving the positive inspiration, the positive model, the positive impact of what you're doing as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs that I've talked to are far less lonely And I've heard expressed in the news, people feeling very lonely, feeling very cut off. And I'm not getting that at all from our entrepreneurs. I'm getting a sense of very connected, very much in cooperation, very much in various kinds of creativity. It's a real eye-opener for me. It's a Mm -hmm. real real eye-opener of this unique approach to life, being an entrepreneur, but that in fact, the notion of the lonely individual, the rugged individualist is being disproven, at least the entrepreneurs we have in Strategic Coach. 
they're very connected with each other. They're very connected with the people in their life. And just because of who we have in the program, they're really successful entrepreneurs. So this is clearly part of that success formula is to be, you know, communicative and collaborative and cooperative and connected. Mm -hmm. So that is such a great way to describe what you just said about our community. I'd love that. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They're not isolated, rugged individuals. They're actually incredibly connected. And what's been really fun in all of the joint conversations we've had, even the weekly planning call this morning, just how happy people are to connect with one another and to share experiences and to learn from one another. The openness is something that I have always appreciated. And to me, it's one of the really special elements of working with entrepreneurs. Yeah. So it's great. And, you know, if other people adapt these ground rules and add new ones of their own, then that becomes shared information. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, Dan, thank you. I love this you know, forget about the future, focus on today, because that's really all we actually have certainty about in the moment anyway. And these five strategies, I think, are really to how to make it be the best possible today. And it is 100%. You're the one in charge and have responsibility for it. So thank you. I've loved this. Thank you, Shannon. Pleasure, Dan. Pleasure, Dan.